Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 71 of Reboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by Aaron Hahn. Hello. And David Becker. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Guys. Hello. It's uh, it's episode hello. 71. You know how, Aaron, you were talking about, like, episode 65, too many episodes? I feel like we hit that now. That, like, that was like the subtitle of the episode. Was it really? I don't remember doing that. It, it is in my reality. You went... Never mind. <laughs> we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Guys, this week we're going to be talking about lots of cool things. Lots of things people like, like movies and television. We're going to be talking a little bit about our new segment. We're going to, of course... <laughs> You'd be lying to yourself if you thought we weren't going over the mumps of bumps, baby. And we're also going to be talking about American-made flatliners. Uh, but first, guys, I've been really into the goosebumps lately. <laughs> so I want to know, what are movie moments that give you them goosies, baby? <laughs> movie moments that give you goosebumps. <laughs> That's what I'm looking at right now. I just want to talk, and I want honest answers. Do you have any idea what's going on out there? Do do we mean goosebumps as in like actual you know goosebumps things that kind of like start us, or do we mean goosebumps as in it causes the same response as watching an episode of Goosebumps does? Because <sighs> I would have. The same answers. Are they not the same? Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, are they not yeah, the same? Because Goosebumps, terrifying show. It is. It's, it's spooky. Ghost oh, speech. Oh my god, can't, we've got make some good ones this week. <laughs> but anyway, um, so the reason I thought of this topic, and Aaron, I told you, I'm like, I have some unconventional picks this week. This one is from a little 2016 movie. A little bit of a 2016 space movie. Space Jam? Uh, yes. <laughs> no. I was driving down the road. I'm listening to my listening to my playlist of all my music on it. And what do you know? A little song called Sabotage by the Beastie Boys comes on. <laughs> and as I'm driving along, it's just the, you know, I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, this is a good song. I'm like, you know what this song's good in? Star Trek Beyond. And... Alright, so it's the part of the song, it gets real quiet, the bass is plucking, and then it's like, duh, 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 and then it gets really, it goes all dead, and it goes, ah! <laughs> the part that happens in, like, I, just driving down the road, I got goosebumps thinking of the scene in Star Trek Beyond, where the wave of fire just crashes, and I'm like, oh my god. Like, that movie, <laughs> it's alright. I think it's, like, good. But, like, that scene is amazing. That's, like, by far one of the best movie moments of 2016. And yes, it's sure. so, like, it's such a good payoff to everything we've seen in the, up, like, leading up to it in that trilogy. And just, it's a good scene. That's, so that's my inspiration for this. So who wants to go next with a movie moment that gives them the goosies? That's what I'm going to call it from now on. Please don't. Too late. 
It's already patented. TM. Zero, zero out of ten bumps for that name. <laughs> zero bumps. Oh. Okay. Uh, I can go. All right. I suppose my pick is much more conventional okay. because I thought we were going for like horror moments oh. that like gave goosebumps. So I was I was sticking just to that because I thought we were getting this October Halloween theme kind of going. You can take it that way. You certainly can. But I'm also picking a moment. From a 2016 film, The Witch. Ooh. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil this too in depth because David, you haven't seen this movie yet, right? I uh, what movie? The Witch. No. Yeah, so I don't want to spoil it for you because it is a film I highly recommend. Yeah. But Lacey knows what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the end. Yeah. Of the movie. Yeah. I don't know how to describe this without giving too much away, but just a combination of like the this this chanting, like even I have like like the the chant of the witches is part of the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So like whenever that pops up on my Halloween podcast oh my or, podcast playlist, my Halloween. <laughs> Aaron, music Aaron, playlist. are you hosting a a standalone you like in the universe like Halloween podcast, and you're not telling anyone about it? Secret, secret podcast. That's the best kind. A podcast that no one listens no one, to. Hey, wait. <laughs> wait a second. But whenever it comes up in my Halloween music playlist, mm-hmm. I like have to like instantly skip it because it's just too terrifying. It's... Just even the vocals from that moment. Yeah, and I mean that's not even giving anything away. Like the like, it's something that like you need to see for yourself to truly understand how horrifying the implications of what are happening, of what is happening are, and it's just like, it's, because up to that point, I'm like, this movie is spooky, but it's not really like, I'm scared. But by the end, I was like, whoa, Aaron, that movie was terrifying. <laughs> like, because yep. it's just, it's, and it's, I wrote about it a lot in, not a lot, I wrote about it a little bit in my 2016, like, ranked movies, um, and just, like, growing up in, like, a religious household, like, the idea of what's happening in that scene is just so, like, touches on those, like, fears that have been, like, pounded into me yeah, since I mean, as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously in the same boat, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, goosebumps from that moment, both because of... Just it, simply those chanting, the the implications, as you mentioned, even the visuals are pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's the whole slow burn of the movie, just leading up to that like big moment. Mm-hmm. Goosebumps, man. Even without Dear that, beware. it's worth it. And so, like, that's just like the cherry on the top, the rotten, yes. dirty cherry on top of but, this movie. But like when I mentioned in like my ranking of all the 2016 person, when I mentioned like. The, this film I had to give number one because it's been seared in my brain since February. Mm-hmm. That yeah. ending moment. That's what I'm talking about specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. I want to watch it again right now. <laughs> it's so good. It's on Amazon, isn't it? Yes. I need to watch that again soon. David. Is it is it really on Amazon? Yeah. Yep. Oh. Once the Halloween month rolls around, that could be a... I, I really hope you like it, <laughs> because this is one that, like, I could see going either way for you, David. I don't know. 
Uh, David, what's them goosebumps? Who gives you the goosies? Or what gives you the goosies? Not who gives you the goosies. I don't want to hear about that. Not on this podcast. Save that for your people give me goosebumps podcast, David. Well. <laughs> for your my, secret podcast my, that's somehow in game for the reboot already underway universe. <laughs> my pick is the least unconventional. Make it the most conventional. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. It is. Uh, it is the perfect pick. It is from Nacho Libre. <laughs> it is the scene okay. where at the very end, because during the middle of the movie, Nacho drinks the eagle's egg and wants the eagle, the powers of the eagle. But in sure, the next man. fight, he doesn't yes, get it. Whatever you say, man. <laughs> yeah. But in the in the final fight, Nacho climbs the edge of the ring and was is able to embody the eagle and he jumps and is a super slow motion of Jack Black diving through the air body slamming yeah the, the luchador yeah, that brief moment he's just and, soaring and, and there and there is a screeching eagle in the background it is it is emotionally touching to see Nacho fly that way oh my god because he has done it for the children <laughs> okay. Okay. Aaron, Aaron knows the scene that I'm talking about. I, that, that. Yes. No. Perfect pick. Uh, ten out of ten bumps for this pick. Ah. Are we rating everything by bumps now? Like this is amazing. <laughs> because if we just started this, I'm gonna love it. Um. Okay. I I still haven't seen Naturally Break. Well, I'm fine. I've seen most of it. It's bad though. So I'm not gonna watch it. You need to watch it again. Um, for for your 31 days of Halloween, as David said, yeah. it's a, it gives you those goosebumps, man. Dude, I'm sidetrack. Creep two. So excited! Coming out in Halloween, and it's not on like the official release dates. So I don't know when we're gonna talk about it. Just wanted to mention Creep two. Well, I mean, it's just video on demand, right? Yeah, that's why it's not going to be on, like, our upcoming movies or whatever. Because I oh, know right, it'll show right. up on Flickster. But I just wanted to say, very excited for that movie. Um, why did that come up? <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, so Goosebumps. This is, like, a topic that I think we could do several times. Because, like, how it's very easy to make me cry in a movie, it's very easy for me to get goosebumps. But I'm going to go with one that I watched recently. Um, just because it's so fresh in my mind getting these bumps. These little tiny goosebumps all over my arms. And... <laughs> yes. And so, the social network. The scene where... I forget their names already. Eduardo. Eduardo finds out that he's been screwed out of the company. You know, basically. Um, where he just runs up and smashes um, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm forgetting names today. Mark Zuckerberg's computer. And he just, just rails on him for like five minutes. And he's just so angry. And it's so, so good, Aaron. <laughs> this scene is so yep. good. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying yes. Like, oh, I, yes. I agree. <laughs> like, this might be one of my favorite scenes in movie history now. Like, it has, like, I don't know how 
Because I had seen this movie and I was like, oh, when it first came out, I'm like, yeah, it's really good. And now re-watching it, I'm like, wow, why didn't I like this a lot more when I saw this? Like, it's such a powerful scene. And then just the way it ends, this is the part that really gives me the goosebumps. Where, um, I forget his name, Sean, Sean, whatever, the guy who is like horrible in this movie justin timberlake yes yeah just he's he's just he's just justin, justin timberlake. timberlake uh where he walks up to him and he's like uh here's your check or whatever and he just put like is about to punch him and then he's just like flinches he's like i like standing next to you sean you make me feel so tough and then he just walks off and goosebumps <laughs> so good like this this movie is so good like i just i mm, I just feel like maybe I haven't been looking in the right places, but, like, how do more people not realize that this is one of the greatest films ever made? And it's about Facebook, Aaron! I, I know. I know. Had the same skepticism, had the same immediate love for it. Mine wasn't immediate. It took, like, what, when did this movie come out? 2009? 2010, I think. Oh, well, it, it took me seven years, but I got there. <laughs> it, 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 I got there. <sighs> yeah, I didn't watch it the year it came out either. I, wa- oh. I watched it for the first time on, like, cable. Oh, so. whoa. That would must have been weird. <laughs> All right. So what goosebumps give you, Aaron? All right. Well, I'm going gonna, gonna to change my second pick for okay. my... Initial idea because I didn't realize you were expanding beyond horror films. I'm sorry, I, I should have made I'm, that clear. I'm in the full expansion. Now, I'm on one side. No, <laughs> I just want to point out that last time when I said favorite movie relationships, not everyone on the podcast took it to mean like romantic. So I assumed everyone would be like, oh yeah, goosebumps. I get those from random things, not just spooks. So, all right, so what's your second goosebump? <laughs> But my second goose, I'm going to change it. It's not going to be the end of Cloud Atlas. Mm. Which I'm not, also not going to spoil this much in depth because Lacey hasn't seen it. But now David will know what I'm talking about mm. and Lacey will not. But just like that, that, the beginning of like the ending montage when like the people from the 1800s come out and then he's just like, you know, you're throwing your future away for, you know, for what? Just a few drops in the ocean. And the dude's just like, you yeah. know, but what is an ocean? But you know, but made up of drops or whatever, and then just the music is swelling, and then like all yeah, the characters the, the, the are coming cloud, together. The cloud Atlas, is it the cloud, cloud Atlas? Sextet. I was gonna. I can take out my headphones if you guys want to talk more in depth. Oh no, like all that's right. about as in depth as it is. But right. yeah, the Cloud Atlas sextet when that's swelling, and we're revisiting all these characters at the end of their storyline. And it's just, it's just powerful, you know, being like seeing all the ways they're connecting, you know, intertwining in each other's lives. It's a good moment. Goosebumps, man. So, was that that was made by the Wachowskis, right? Yeah. David, tell me what gives you them bumps. I'm gonna go with the like whole overarching movie of It Comes at Night. Oh, oh, this is going to be really interesting. I won't say why, but this is going to be really interesting. <laughs> okay. Just... Because Aaron, you have not said, seen this, right? Oh, he has. <laughs> I watched it this week. Oh, oh, so you have an opinion on it. I have an opinion. 
Oh boy, is it, is it a good opinion? Uh, just just tell your point. <laughs> I, I just don't know. So <laughs> I agree with you, David. By the way, I'm on your side on this one. I I I don't know. Just like the the uneasiness mm. that the entire movie portrayed. Um, like it always had me feeling on edge, and uh, specifically with the close-ups of the grandpa. Yeah, gross. But <laughs> you old like, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, and how how the uh, how the ending turned out? I'm still. I think I, I I'm still okay with the how the ending turned out and how like his nightmares came at night. It's like a double meaning, like so he would have all these nightmares and also this unforeseen force of which isn't really explained, which still makes me mad. I just have to live with it. But <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know. I might like this more than David did. Then. <laughs> Am I the only one on this podcast that thinks this movie is like brilliant? Like, oh no! No, I, 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 th- I think I'm right now. I think it's like you love it. I'm good with it, and I'm, I'm assuming I, I, Aaron's I, I not. I'm gonna say I really like it. I'm not gonna go as far as to say I love it, but I think this right. movie yeah. is really smart, and I, I really love the ending. I think the endings is what sells this movie. Because without I, it, it's I felt like I was in there for an hour, forty minutes, completely tense, and then it yeah. ended, and then yeah. that's all. Yeah, and that was, I completely agree. This was Anxiety the Movie. <laughs> yep. Oh, well, yeah. No, we're going to talk about another movie later that's Anxiety the Movie, but we'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. I'm with you, David. This movie, I mean, I wrote a review for it, and I'm like, yep, this movie um, was great, but also uh, horrible at the same time because... Oh, man, if I thought I was going to sleep sound that night, I was wrong! I forgot you had written a review for this. I'm going to have to check that out now. You should. It's not my best. I tried to get it out the night it came out, but I don't know. I always think none of the things I write are good, so maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) No, I'm I'm the same way. Every time I finish my latest review, I'm like, this is the best review I've ever written. Because all the rest of them are terrible. <laughs> well, I think that. I always think it's the best. And then I go back and read it a few weeks later, a few days later. I'm like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I should have Yeah, exactly. This. And then I write the next review. And then yeah. I'm like, nope. That previous review I thought was the best. That was probably my worst. I think that it's might just, just be the creative pro- process. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, all right. Guys. I give this segment... Nine out of ten bumps. Oh my god. <laughs> god moving on. I think we gave Please. Aaron a new meme accidentally. <laughs> like he had moving the bye bye man. You, you just can't you can't just make a meme. You can't just make a new meme. God, inside jokes. We're fi- we finally have inside jokes from this podcast on this podcast. Like that's that's why seventy anymore. whatever is not too many. Yeah, it's perfect. we we have that history now. <laughs> Guys, American made. Or did I already say? No, we're moving on to the upcoming movies of the week. Top of your class in the Civil Air Patrol. Pilot like you shouldn't be flying buses. Welcome to Miami. Welcome to Bakersfield. Haven't you ever wanted something more, Barry? You should be serving your country. American made. 
guys. I think I'm ready to say that Dom Hall Gleason might be one of my favorite working actors right now. Like, he has just such a good charisma to him. And he's the thing that sells me on this movie. That I'm like, I just want to watch Dom Hall Gleason do it. You know, in the trailer, he's like, then he's doing the dance and he's going like that. And I, that I just want to see that scene. <laughs> That's all it's, I want. It's his turn for the dancing now. You know, he missed out on Ex Machina. Yeah. Now it's his turn. And he also, well, he got to dance in Brooklyn. It, that's true. He did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? It looks interesting because I've, I've like heard comments when the like the director is like, "Oh, this film was actually poking fun at Tom Cruise a little bit." Okay. In like, yeah, like he uh, made some comments on that. Like, he, it's kind of like poking fun at his public persona in a, a bit. And I'm not quite sure how it's going to do yeah. that, especially since I'm, you know, Tom Cruise is one of those actors who, you know, has such creative control over all the films he's in, as seen in The Mummy, where he's basically like, yeah, I'm directing this movie now. Yeah. <laughs> he has all the power. He does. Because, and the mummy fun powers. fact, The Mummy did have a director. Very few people know this, but... <laughs> Wait, you mean they didn't just show up and were like, ah, we'll just uh, shoot this and uh, we'll get, like, Mummy Girl and we'll th we'll just ask, who does Tom Cruise want to have sex with? Mummy Girl, Live Girl? <laughs> I mean, it, it feels like that. But no, they, they did have a director. Cool. I didn't know that. That's some fun behind-the-scenes trivia. Fun, fun Tom Cruise facts. Now, is it just other me or is Tom Other Cruise... fun fact kind of excited for this movie looks like it could be fun but yeah doug lyman's a good director too so that mm -hmm. it's a it's interesting because he did live die repeat correct also i'm yes. just calling it that now because that's what they call it he so, he wants you to call it that now did did he originally want it to be called that but they thought it wouldn't yes. sell and the studio thought it wouldn't sell and then after it came out and like didn't make enough name. money they're like oh yeah maybe you were right it's such a better name, right? Am, am I the only one who thinks that? I still call it Edge of Tomorrow all the time, but that's just because I'm like, okay, I like what first came out. Like, you know, like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm gonna, I don't want it to change. You can't, you can't just like retroactively change right. the title of your movie after it came out. You well, know? it's Live, Die, Repeat, colon. Um, whatever, Edge of Tomorrow. I always forget the second part, or the actual <laughs> real part. Um, but yeah, so like this is such a weird turn from that, like to go from that to making this. He also made Mr. and Mrs. Smith, right? Was that him? I think so. I'll look it up, but I believe this was him, which is like this guy has like an interesting hmm. career. Have not seen Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I don't know if it's any good. Does it, has anyone seen it? It's Mr. Mrs. Smith? Yeah. I've seen, like, I think I saw most of it on TV once, so I don't know if I saw all of it. Okay. I, I think it went, it was trying to go for the, like, fun, like, romantic, but also spy movie. It, it was, like, weird. Mm, mm. But, I don't, but I don't know if it, like, achieved any of those. Okay. Like, it didn't really know what it wanted. Okay. That's, that's a fair point. Yeah, that, it's not, it's not like... It's not like a great movie, 
I think I think it just kind of is one of those movies that almost like defined. I I'm not sure what it defined. It defined like the actors' careers. It defined oh, yeah. the kind of like summer. It's it's a film that like a lot of films afterwards tried to copy in a sense. So it's kind of it's kind of like this weird film that's oh, I recommend in a sense just because it has this weird place in film history in a sense. Kind hey, of. This movie also has Miss Carrie Washington in it. <laughs> David Lacey still has not finished Bojack Horseman season two four. Episodes, two, episodes two episodes. I know. Two episodes left. Leave me alone. I watched Bumps this weekend. I watched. So, I watched oh, ten oh, episodes no, sh- last night. I don't need to hear this right now. Fine. <laughs> um. <laughs> what were we talking about? movie after american made yeah american made yeah doug lyman um did make mr and mrs smith um but yeah i mean you got a good cast you got tom cruise domino gleason jima mays who plays a lawyer on this and she also plays a lawyer in the show that i watched that i forgot the name of what's the name of that show nbc show trial what show um looks like she's kind of playing the same character and uh yeah, I don't know. Apparently it plays very fast and loose with the real-life story. Here's the critics' consensus, boys. American Maid's fast and loose attitude with its real-life story mirrors the cavalier and delightfully watchable energy Tom Cruise gives off in the leading role. Do we like Tom yeah. Cruise? Good. That's just a question. As If we can separate Tom Cruise the movie star from Tom Cruise the person... Because yeah. I have, like, the exact opposite opinions of those two. Yeah. Alright, and now moving on, we're going to <laughs> Flatliners, uh, a remake that doesn't need to exist. Um, but, like, it's not a remake because Kiefer Sutherland right. is reprising his role from the, from the original 90s film. So they're doing that, like, it's not a remake, it's a sequel, but also, it's like a sequel, but it's one of those sequels where they're like, we want people who haven't seen the original film, and we want the people who have seen the original film, so we're just gonna try to do something. So it's a requel. It's a requel. A remake sequel. I mean, there's a name for it. I'm coining it. I'm coining the requel. Why are we ignoring this? (laughs) 10 out of 10 bumps for that word. Yeah, boy! (laughs) Okay, fine. Um... It doesn't look good. There was a preview for it before a uh, movie I went to go see that we'll talk about. And I was just like, uh, no, I'm not interested really. I might go see it. I like Ellen Page. I like Diego Luna. Um, I mean, I like Kiefer Sutherland, but like, he's not like a selling point for a movie for me. <laughs> so I'm like, a, um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't really have any interest in seeing it. I mean, I'd rather watch the 90s version first, just so I could pick up on whatever connection they do end up having. But beyond that, it just doesn't look like that great of a film. No. And, Indeed. Uh, what, what, David? Indeed. All right. Um, I might end up seeing it. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. Like... 
yeah, I don't know. It's just, it seems bland. I think that's the word I'm looking for. It doesn't look like super... And again, these are just the trailers I've seen. It might be good for all we know. Um, but just from the trailers, the direction looks very bland. Very like, oh, here's a movie coming out right before the spooky month to get y'all spooked before the spooky month. And it's like, okay, I don't know. Does that make sense? Did any of that sound it coherent? It does very much feel like a film. It it feels like a it, film it that's like not going to end up justifying its existence. You know, like, why did we remake this? This film's not going to answer that question. Yeah, I think you're right. Guys. Or why did we make a requel of this? Oh, <laughs> what no. <I'm... laughs> oh, no. Um, all right. Is that all we got to say about Flatliners? That was pretty quick, but I think we're all kind of just like... Why? Um, don't worry. We're getting out of September now. September's just a bad month for movies. <laughs> Which, I mean, we probably should have seen the Kingsman debacle coming based on what month it was coming out in, but... And my, my, and, oh, I, oh my and I called it. You should have just listened to me. Aaron, you didn't even like the first one that much, so why should I listen to you about I whether or not be excited? I liked it quite a bit. No, that's not what you significant said last flaws, week. But... <laughs> that is not at all what you said last week. Someone, said roll I, the clip. I... Roll the clip. What did he say last week? <laughs> um, boys. Really? Because I could call you out on all your war movie. I don't. I don't right like war movies. I like. I don't like war you, movies except for Dunkirk and this movie, this movie. This movie. This no, movie. This no. movie. This movie. <laughs> no, we're moving on. We're moving on, boys. I, I, let's move on to the "What Have We Been Watching" segment this week. What was that? What was that? A helicopter. With the with like the pilot and everything. I'll start. Oh, wait. Are we not getting the bumps out of the way first? No, I'll start. Okay, that's I'll fine. I'll start. I, I had bumps it all, should be I last. It, you know what? I had it queued up and everything this week. <laughs> now this happens. Yep. Good. All right, that's fine. I'll start. Um, so, internet, yes. all, I've, all I've listened to is a game of listen to. Ha. Watch, I thought this is the one we've been watching segment this it's week. It's because you're listening to that. Um, it's listening to that Game um, of Thrones theme song that I tweeted about. You can't about count the John Mulaney stand-up because it's a what have you been watching segment. Not what have you been listening to and doing work with. Uh, this is the what have we been watching segment. <laughs> Who I do I sound Game like, podcast listeners? All week. How how well, how far you know? Uh, season two, episode nine. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so I can, I'm realistically about a season a week. Yeah. Ish, ish. I mean, it seems because reasonable. I only because I only watch at work, so and it, it is still very enjoyable. I'm still like ooh, like. Some, like some shows, I, like when I was watching at work, I was like, oh, I just gotta keep powering through. Like some points of Dexter, but like this, I'm just like, 
gotta go to work. Like, I gotta like watch the, Thrones. Like those last four seasons of Dexter? That no. Are the worst like, television of all time? No. Don't forget about season six. It's better. But, um... Did but yeah, you ever Thrones do the is really good. debate? <laughs> the thing we yeah. promised for, me, like, three me months? Me and Aaron did it without you. Oh, no! On your secret podcasts. It was a secret, secret podcast. Oh, no. That's going to happen one day still. And it will be when neither, neither of them remember anything that happened to Dexter. It's going to be amazing. You, you don't need much to argue that Dexter Season 8 is All right, anyway, Game of you, Thrones. You need, like, two words. <laughs> Game of Thrones, David. You like it. It's a good show. You're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. There's some, there's some spooky magic. No, just magic. I haven't, yeah, um, I haven't gotten to the magic. I don't know about this oh. magic. Oh, well, I don't know how I feel about it in the show. You don't know how you feel about magic in general in the <laughs> no, show? Well, well it, it, yes, in this human world, I, I don't dabble with magic, Aaron. I am. Uh, <laughs> I love that question. Wait, you don't know how you feel about magic in general? <laughs> You, you, uh, don't, you, you mean don't do, that like you don't read the cards, exist? you don't cast the spells. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. All right. Because they always sprinkle it in at like points where, and I guess it's just part of the universe. And so I'm just like, oh. Yeah, I think I, the... I just have to get I just have to get accustomed to it because like they usually just like drop it out, and I'm just like, wait, what? Oh. Like, why is this, like, a real thing? Or, like, how did this happen? But I'm like, oh, it's just magic. I just have to accept that it's magic. Yeah, Game of Thrones is weird in that. kind of, like, evolves a lot over the course of the show, where the early seasons are very much kind of like this political thriller, you know, just kind of like the yeah. dynamics between the different houses and all that sort of stuff. And then in the later seasons, it leans a lot more into the fantasy. So there's a lot more of, like, the magic and, like, the dragons and all sorts of other stuff. So Wait, kind of there's dragons like in this through. show? I'm just kidding. I knew you. You watched at least that far. <laughs> yeah. I. But. I, I didn't know I'm, there was magic. I'm, in, I'm, I'm into sad. Thrones. I'm into Thrones. Now I'm, I'm gonna, sad. I'm I'm I didn't know there was magic. Why did no one tell me there was magic in this show? I want to watch. You won't watch. I'm not worried. But Aaron and Jacob can go. That's all I've watched. That's all you've watched? Oh, buddy. Okay. Um, guys, yeah, you know what time it is. It's time. Oh, I gotta start when it actually starts. It's time for the months of booing. He, he's booing like a ghost. I'm such a fan of Goosebumps. That's the dog. The dog, the dog, he barks. Did you know that, Aaron? I did know that because I've seen every episode of the show. Yeah. Oh my god, Aaron. We've got some, like, pretty good ones this week. No, no, no. We've got two pretty good ones and some really bad ones. Sorry, I should have specified a little better for you. Okay. 
Let me pull up my Netflix for you, Aaron. We're going to go through this. One by one, until we've seen all the bumps. Actually, I've only watched two episodes. One's a two-parter. I didn't realize that. Okay, so let's start with the bad one. Let's get invisible. Yep. This has, like, a good concept, right? Like, this is pretty cool. Very poorly executed. <laughs> like... You don't like uh, lots of props on strings? You don't, you don't like that? You don't like the characters always being like, Oh, I'm really cold. I'm really cold, you guys. So, like, no, this might be the episode with the worst child actors, right? Like, the, the friend, the girl, not girlfriend, but, like, the friend that's a girl, she's, mm -hmm. like, horrible. Like, she might be the... Like, I feel bad because she was, like, a kid, but also, like, this is, like, really... But there are good kid actors. There's yeah. still a standard. There, she's, like, really bad. And, like, I like the concept. I like the twist that, like, the mirror world has, like, mirror versions of you. And, like, they want to get out on the other side because the mirror world is horrible. And, like, that's pretty cool. It's spooky. I like it. I don't know how I feel about what the mirror world looks like on the inside. I think this is actually very much a case where the, the story is fairly solid. Mm -hmm. But, like, the limitations in both, like, the acting quality and special effects budget of the show mm -hmm. make it horrible. This could I think that's the case for a lot of these episodes. Because this is such a cheap, cheaply made TV show. Yeah. Like, like, this one could have worked as a two-parter, where they put a little bit more extra money into it. You know, you get more time to, like, see this stuff. Because I feel like everything happens so quickly. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, like, his friend's like a demon kid. <laughs> like, no, one, no one's like, hey, you're acting funny. It's just like, no, your friend is literally, like, demon mirror version, and no one notices. <laughs> it's so weird. Um... Overall, though, I liked the, the way they focused on little details that you didn't really totally understand until the end. Like, there's this one shot where it, like, zooms in on the kid's earring, uh, and then, like, it's on his right ear, but when he comes to the mirror, it's on his left or whatever. That was cool. And I like that, like, there's this really misplaced That's just light. how mirrors work, Jacob. Yeah, no, I know, but that's, it's a mirror person. <laughs> it's a person in the mirror. But, like, when you look in the mirror, you see a person, Jacob. Is this really that spooky? No. <laughs> but it's, like, a yeah, evil. Yeah. It's, it's like very terrifying. Evil. It's an evil boy. And so... Are you looking at the darkness inside yourself, Jacob? That's kind of weird, Jake. David, I've, I've looked at so much darkness this week, I don't need to look at any more. <laughs> Are you about to talk about Bojack Horseman and show that matters so I can emotionally talk to you about that? Yeah? No. No? Okay. We've got other things because I need to lead into why I started watching Bojack Horseman last night. So we got to get there. Um, so let's get invisible. It's, it's bad, but like it has a cool concept. And I'm going to give it 6 out of 25 bumps. Oh, interesting. Because I was going to give it 7 out of 13. Why? Is that Why? Because 7 and 13 are both unlucky and evil numbers. Oh, because they break the mirror. Wait, 7's a lucky number. 
Okay. Now, time for my favorite episode of this show so far. Attack of the Mutant. Yes. For sure. This episode is, like, actually good. <laughs> like, I don't know why. They just got adult actors who had, like, actual charisma. And Adam West, Aaron. Adam West Adam is in West. this episode. I loved it. I loved this episode. Now, Adam West, of course, is great. They completely waste him <laughs> by using him in two scenes. I think maybe that's all they could afford him for. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's a busy man. He was. he was a busy man. Um, Still but, is. He's the Batman of heaven now. One can hope. One can hope <laughs> that there is such a thing as Batman in heaven. And, uh... What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, second to Adam West in this episode is the kid's dad. The kid's dad in this episode is awesome. Like, I want this guy to be my dad. <laughs> Sorry, dad. <laughs> but this dad is so much cooler. And Versus Harrison Ford. No, it's, no, it's this dad. Yeah, this is like a recurring theme for whatever reason. Um, no, this dad is so cool. But, like, the thing is, he's not cool at all. He's supposed to play, like, super nerd, but he does it so over the top. It's amazing. And he's like, nah, 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 you can't, you can't be reading these comic books. They're gonna rot your brain, kid. He's, like, doing, like, a Jimmy Stewart impression while he's doing It's, like, amazing. And, I don't know about that. Nah, nah. <laughs> I can't do a Jimmy Stewart when I'm all wiped up over Attack of the Mutant. Aaron, can you do, can you do me a Jimmy Stewart real quick? Aaron, why don't you want to do impressions on this show? This is my this is my question. I want to like because it's because you do such a great job <laughs> that you know I just wouldn't live up to your your standards. Nah, you know? nah see, it's out of it's out of respect comic for you. Kid, they gotta they gotta melt your brain. <laughs> is that a good choice? <laughs> and. uh... So, like, his dad is amazing. His mom is amazing because she reminds me of the wife in Fargo. Like, she looks a lot like her and she acts the same way. <laughs> and I'm like, did they just copy Fargo? Did they just watch Fargo? And we're like, that's the mom. That's the mom we need in this episode. So she's great. And also, it's a pretty standard. Kid, like, finds the secret, secret hideout of a villain and then he, like, goes in and he's like, oh, I'm actually a real superhero or whatever. And then he defeats the supervillain. But, like, before the final twist is revealed, not the final twist, but one of the twists, that this girl he's been hanging out with and flirting with the entire episode was an old man <laughs> disguised as a little girl. <laughs> Don't think about that one too much, guys, because it's disgusting, and that's a thing that happens in this episode. So... Yeah, and then it turns out he goes home and he's like, I'm not interested in comic books anymore. And then he becomes a superhero. He's Elastiboy. Sorry, I wanted to point out one more thing. Adam West, I don't know if anyone wrote his lines. Because there's one scene where he's like, we gotta take the stairs. And the kid's like climbing up the stairs real slow. And Adam West just starts taking a dump on this kid. He's like, oh, you're going to have to work out more if you want to be a superhero. He's just, like, fat-shaming this little kid. And it seems, like, too real. Like, it's so uncomfortable. You're like, Adam 
request. Oh my god. I I think it was scripted. Because I think <laughs> the point of the, the mutant character was to be not live up to the hero that the kids saw in him. But don't so. you wish that that was just like they accidentally left the camera rolling? <laughs> Adam West is like, well, kid, if you want to be a superhero, you got to lose a couple pounds, kid. It's just being so I think accidentally leaving the camera rolling is kind of how most Goosebumps episodes happened. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. yeah. I think they just kind of like threw some kids out in the woods for a day and just, just kind of let them be. Yeah. I mean, I don't doubt it. So that's the end of the months of or months of bumps episode. I'm gonna give that episode a solid thousand out of a thousand best episode of Goosebumps so far. I don't know if it's gonna get any better than that. I doubt it. I'm gonna give it 27 out of 28. One point taken off for the old Jeez. man. For the what? For the little girl into the old man. Oh yeah. Well, you gotta take off one more point for the utter fat shaming. <laughs> True, true, okay. 27 out of 29, then. Okay, we'll take it. Alright, now it's time to talk about movies that I watched this week. Aaron, I've finally been feeling the heat. The 2017 race heat. It's a bit of a game of cat and mouse at the moment. I'm just barely staying one ahead every now and then. So Mm -hmm. let's start. It's a little movie that I like to call, and everyone likes to call, because this is the name of it, Mother. I saw it. Do people like to call it that, or do they like to call it a bad movie? They like to call it a bad movie, and <laughs> I... Here's the thing. The movie is inherently made to shock and disgust you. That's the point of the movie. I can understand why people might not want to see these things, but I also think saying that it's bad for being what it is is to completely turn a blind eye to what art is and can be and the way it's supposed to challenge you and the way you think. I think there's some really weird stuff going on with people who just want to hate this movie because they didn't understand it, or it's too shocking, or it's too weird. I don't know. That's just where I'm coming at it from. Because if you go off of that standard, then you can't enjoy movies like Donnie Darko, or movies like Mulholland Drive, or things... (sighs) What's the one I'm thinking of? One second. Or Green Room. Nacho Libre. Yeah, Nacho Libre. No, uh, like Green Room. Green Room is horrifyingly violent. But that, if it wasn't horrifyingly violent, would you have gotten the point of the movie? Would it have been as good of a movie? I don't think it would have been. So, like, in that way, I see where people are coming from on Mother. But I also think that... I mean, obviously you can have whatever opinion you have. If you think it's a bad movie because of that, go ahead. I just think that art is art and art's going to be art. So just let art art, if that makes sense. (laughs) 
I don't know. <laughs> Does that make sense I'm, to anyone? <laughs> I mean, you ha- no one's no one else here has seen the movie I, yet. But yeah, right. Like I don't have an opinion on this film yet because I haven't seen it, and I've heard a lot of things about it. I think it's better for you to have an opinion since you haven't seen it. That yeah. is the new. I think this, that that should be the new thing. This is America, so I'm gonna forge ahead with my opinion <laughs> without being educated on anything on the topic. <laughs> so I'm gonna say. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the discussion I've heard about this movie is less that like people didn't understand it, and more that just it's they didn't like what the movie was. I don't. I don't know how to describe it exactly, but more well, just stuff people, like pretentiousness or a lot of people are saying that it hits the nail too hard on the head, that it's too blunt and doesn't understand what metaphors are. And to that, I would say, no. (laughs) There is, like, a main metaphor of this movie, but that's the plot? So to say that the movie... Oh my god, it's so hard to talk about this without spoiling what this movie is. (laughs) But, like, I'm not gonna spoil it, don't worry. I'm just saying, there is, like, a metaphor that... Darren Aronofsky and Jennifer Lawrence have talked a lot about in, like, press stuff for this that I didn't know about going in. But once, like, stuff starts unfolding, I'm like, okay, this is obviously what the story is, what it's all meant to be. And then to say that it doesn't understand metaphors would to be like, oh, this is the story. There's nothing deeper here. You were just trying to push one metaphor. It's like, no, because, like... And I don't know if I want to say this, because I think you almost want to go into this movie just... Don't say it. No, I'm just saying how I... I was just saying... I don't know. I don't know if I want to say it. It's just how I interpreted it. As being, like, from the very opening... Oh, my God. I don't know how to say this. It's... Oh! I'm not going to say it. And just don't say it. Just don't say it. Because I don't want to want people to go in wanting to see this if that makes sense i think it's a very personal movie i think that there are so many different ways to interpret what happens in this movie and i think just to boil it down to either being extremely literal or being extremely metaphorical to this one metaphor is not giving aronofsky enough credit it's not giving the performances from Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem enough credit. It's not... I, I just... I don't know. I, I'm very passionate about this in a way because I feel like a lot of people are like attacking this movie and attacking people who enjoy this movie. And I don't know that I'd say I enjoyed this movie, but I think it's extremely well made and I think it's extremely well done. I think it's well acted, well written well directed and just it comes down to the argument of why do we watch movies i guess if you're watching movies just for pure entertainment value then this is probably not the movie for you but if you're looking at it if you're looking at movies to see like well-crafted art or i don't know i don't know how much i want to say if you're looking for like heart like well-crafted art if you're looking for Things that will change maybe the way you feel or think about things. Even if it does come down to some shocking stuff. I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. 
obviously everyone else has a very different opinion on this um but i loved it it's uh no longer in my top 10 for the year because another movie we watched this week um pushed it out but i think the more i think about it the more i'm going to probably come to appreciate this movie so i hope i don't sell it too high for anyone because if you don't like art films, because this is really just an art film, <laughs> then you might not like this. It's very artsy. And if you want to call it pretentious, that's fine. I think Aronofsky's pretentious. I don't know that I would call this movie pretentious. Um, I don't know. That's just my opinion. That might be the most eloquently stated I've said anything on this podcast. So I'm going to end it there before I go completely off the rails. I'm so. going to give you your opinion Seven out of ten bumps. Oh my god, this is it. This is what the show is now. <laughs> this is what we've done. I think I think what we need to do is once October hits, we can't get we have to do the complete opposite. We can't give bumps to anything. <laughs> it's only bumps and months that aren't October. Yes. But wait, months of bumps happens in October. Can we still do it for no. months of bumps? No. I we gotta though. That's the format. We gotta stick to the format. <laughs> Fine. We'll 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 talk about it. Um, yeah, so, uh, Aaron, you'll probably end up seeing Mother, right? At some point. I don't know. This is going to be an interesting one. I really want to discuss this with you. So, no, but, uh, this is one that I'll, this is a movie I'll be buying probably because I would really like to look at this movie more in depth because it is extremely well crafted. Like this, wow. Wow. Like, it's, the production value on this is really, really high. So I think this would be so, interesting. So you got to buy it and put it on that voodoo. Yeah, go do that that's, voodoo. That's literally that what you I was about to so say. Well. That's what I was going to say. Because I want you to see this as well. So if that's what it takes, I, I am going to buy this anyway. Because I think this is a... This is a I movie. feel like I just came to see this in order to be part of the conversation. <laughs> You gotta get Lacey to get you on that voodoo, then. Yeah, you, I gotta give you that voodoo. Uh, sounds weird. Um, this is a movie that I think will be looked extremely fondly upon in years to come. Maybe not... Maybe not in, like, ten years or so, but maybe, like, later people will look at it and be like, hey, why did people not like this? There's always movies like that, you know what I mean? that do nothing when they come out and then as time goes on and it, it begins to, it, it ages like a fine wine as one might say. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. What else do you watch? Kingsman, the golden circle. More like King's man. That's a pretty bad movie, but I liked it all right, I guess. <laughs> there were some okay parts. Aaron, I kind of talked to you a bit about this before we started. Um, like, I don't know. I don't think I like this movie. The more I think about it, I don't think I like the movie as a whole. I like bits and pieces of it. I like the action. I like Channing Tatum in it. I like, uh, oh God, I forget his name. The Statesman. I just like all the Statesmen. They, Jeff Bridges? 
Jeff Bridges, yeah, of course. Oh my god. I Even Channing Tatum? Dude, I love Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum's really turned the corner. <laughs> Guys, I'm leaving that one in because now you can see what this train is. Um, no, Pedro Pascal is his name. I believe he's in Narcos. That's like his claim to fame right now. But he's really good in this. He's funny and he's all right. Um, the action's great, and that's about it. The characters are fine. Eggsy is, like, all right. He was pretty charming in the first movie, especially by the end, and then he just kind of doesn't evolve at all in this movie or change. He basically just stays, he's a very static character in this one, which I think is a little down a lot to being so overstuffed with all these new characters, even when they, like, get rid of a lot of old characters in a weird way. I don't know. It's, like, they, like, go out of their way to make sure it doesn't feel too overstuffed, while it still ends up feeling overstuffed, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I, I heard, like, they were at one point considering splitting it into two parts, because there was so much going on, and, like, that kind of turned me off even more from seeing this in theaters. I, no. Like, at that point... Splitting it into two parts, really. No, they're yeah. not. They're not now. But... They, yeah, they, they didn't end up doing it, but they thought about it. I mean, the because sequel's they had already something. been greenlit, right? So, I mean, we're getting a Kingsman 3, but um, I, hopefully they fire their writers, and I'm sorry to say that, but their writers are really, really bad. Like, this is one of the most, well, this is one of the worst written films I think I've seen this year, which is not good, because I've seen The Mummy, and The Mummy is, like, still worse, obviously, but the only thing that saves this movie is the action, is that crazy, zany, over-the-top fun, um, but it also falls, I told Aaron about this, it falls into wanting to do that South Park type humor where it wants to make fun of both sides equally, and that's fine. I think South Park's a funny show, but that's the thing. You have to be funny. If you aren't funny, you just come off mean-spirited, and that's what this movie does, and not just to one side either. It's also very mean-spirited in the other direction, and I'm like, okay, guys, there's better ways to do this. And, um, I think the cameos in the first one are, like, fun and interesting. And in this one, there's, like, one main cameo, and it's so over-the-top and so overdone and so, like, unfunny that I wonder why they just didn't cut it entirely. They were like, oh, here's our joke for the final sequence. Here's our joke for the final sequences. And it's like, oh, that's not a joke. Is it funny because it's that person? That doesn't make it a joke. That's not what a joke is. So that's my... They're, they're relying on the physical um, cop comedic value of the actor, Jacob. Yeah, In order well, for them to sell the poorly written joke. This person's not an actor, and you can tell. He's, he's not good. Um, also, doubles down, like, the worst part of the first Kingsman is 
like before the final battle and i mean i'm not gonna say what is said in the scene it's extremely crass and vulgar and like really regressive in a way and they kind of double down on that attitude in one scene in particular where i'm like oh maybe they can kind of make fun of how bad that scene was in this scene and you know kind of be like hey you know we're not like that anymore no they just have a scene a lot like that and you're like oh oh my you guys didn't learn anything, did you? This is uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. There was an old lady sitting two seats away from me, and I felt uncomfortable being in that theater. <laughs> I was like, oh no, and she laughed. She thought it was so funny. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> why? I don't, it's not, but I don't know. She thought everything was funny, though. She laughed at literally everything, especially the cameos. Cameo. So, maybe I'm just jaded or something. So that's know. the that's the target audience for this film. Old people. I, Out, it was literally just a theater of old people. <laughs> it was crazy. That, <clears throat> that's why they put Channing Tatum in it. Dude, Channing Tatum, you know what? Hot take. Channing Tatum is a hot take. Whew. He's spicy, and I like him. Aaron's just looking very confused right now. All right, so let's talk about Aaron. This is, we can kind of meld here for a minute. Yes. To talk about Colossal. Indeed. A movie we... Because we both watched this. Yeah, we did. Um, more accurately, I watched it, and then Lacey's like, oh, I have to watch that immediately now, because I can't give Aaron any leeway in this competition. Well, no, you you had spoke, you spoke pretty highly of it in your, like, short review, and I was like, okay, that's a movie I've been wanting to watch, it's kind of short, I have time to watch it, so I did. Colossal is not what I expected Colossal to be. No. But it's better for that, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much we want to say about this. I think people should go in not knowing anything. I don't know. I don't know if we necessarily don't need to give away anything. I mean, I'm not... Yeah, I, I don't think... You can obviously know what the trailers tell you, but anything past that, it's like, there's some... Wow. <laughs> like, Wow. But yeah, like this was a film that I was very excited to see just based on the concept. Like even before seeing a trailer, just hearing, hey, here's this film, Anne Hathaway, Jason Sudeikis. This woman has this weird connection to this kaiju monster that's attacking Seoul. It's like, that sounds like an interesting film. Mm -hmm. But then the film, I, I based on that concept, you know, the whole connection to the kaiju and you're like, okay, this must be a comedy if they're going to go this direction with it. But the film has this interesting balance where they're like balancing the comedy with this really intense drama, with this, you know, really outlandish sci-fi, and it just nails it. You know, yeah. like, it nails that balance. I... This isn't... No, I can say this. Um, when I finished this movie, I felt like I do when I finished, like, a BoJack Horseman season. Like, I was honestly a little emotionally wrecked in a way. <laughs> and, I mean, good on the movie. Because if you can do that to me, that means, number one, I wasn't expecting it. 
and you nailed it. So, I think Anne Hathaway is great in this. This is, like, up there for one of her better performances. I've, I mean, obviously, I still think she's better in Interstellar because, my God, she's so good in Interstellar. <laughs> um, and, of course, Jason Sudeikis. I didn't know he had this kind of range. I don't know that I've seen him in anything where he did something like this. Um, it's good. It's good. This movie's good. It is good. We both have it ranked pretty highly. Yeah, I've got it. I have it at like number six. Yeah, so we're 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 both high top ten. Um well I guess we're both kind of mid top ten. I I know how things work, okay. Um Yeah, I mean I honestly can't recommend it enough. This is definitely a movie that I think everyone can find at least something to enjoy out of. Um and I think go in knowing that it's not going to be what you expect. And even if you know that it's not going to be something that you're... Even if you know that it's going to be something you won't expect, I guarantee you, you still won't expect it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Sure. Because when you said, oh, that's not what I expected in that message, I was like, okay, so I'm looking for something kind of like that I didn't expect, but never guessed it would go in the direction that it goes in. So, Are you expecting the unexpected? I was trying. I was certainly trying to expect the unexpected. So let's move into the, th- well, Aaron's kind of, by talking a little bit about BoJack Horseman. I still haven't seen the final two episodes of the season. God. But so far, I'd say this is a solid season. I think it's a little unfocused. It's a little scattershot at times. But overall, I'd say it's still solid. I don't know. Yeah, we were talking about this a little bit before, but I agree that it's more unfocused than the past three seasons, but I don't think it really lost anything all that much in terms of like the overall quality. No, the quality's still there, yeah. Yeah. David? I I agree, I agree with unfocused like it feels like they had an idea of what they wanted to do with it but they didn't at, like through the middle of the season they were like ah I don't know if I want to stay with this idea that we originally thought mm-hmm. I don't know why yeah I don't know I can but, see that it might have been like too overstuffed mm-hmm. where they're like the characters were more separated this season than any other past seasons. Especially since, like, many of, like, the relationships had fallen apart over the course of the show. Mm-hmm. So it's like all the characters are more doing their own individual thing. Well, and it's not like I, like I don't enjoy those storylines. Like, I think uh, Princess Caroline and Mouse Guy. Whatever, Mouse Guy. <laughs> Whatever his name is. <laughs> I think their relationship is super interesting. I like that. Um, but the one that's still, like, kind of a weak link for me, and it has been since, like, season two, is the Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter relationship. Where it's like, I get it, what they're going for, but I I still don't care as much as I care about the other people. Like, I care about Diane, and I care about Mr. Peanut Butter separately, but together, I'm just kind of like, okay, 
Does that make sense? It makes sense. Okay. I, I think it um has to do with Mr. Peanut Butter's character and the immaturity of him being a dog. You know what I mean? And like the scatterbrain. And that sounds awful. No, I get what you're saying. But like, I feel like like I, I and I understand what you're saying too. Like how their relationship is kind of like on the uh, in and out. And you don't know exactly what to think of it, but they're just constantly on the rocks. It's yeah. like, oh my god, no! It's like uh, Beth and Jerry in uh, Rick and Morty. We were like, just get a divorce already. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, that's horrible. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, I think overall I'm enjoying it. I, my problem is I, there's like waste, so much wasted time in this season. So far. I like the backstory with his mom and his grandparents uh, when he goes to fix the shack and hey, hey Michigan. Um, Shout out. See, at, at first I didn't know how, how I felt about that. Yeah, that's definitely my second favorite episode so far this season. My favorite is the one where you hear and see the thoughts in Bojack's head. Because... Oh. I don't think uh, ever when the name of the episode is uh, stupid. I don't. I have not seen the names of the episodes. Stupid piece of yes, that one. Censored one. (laughs) Oh really? I didn't see. I haven't seen the names because I just keep hitting autoplay to the next one. Um, But like, I don't think I've ever connected so much with an episode of television. So like, that is by far up there with my favorite episodes of the show as well um and that's really i mean the show's named after him that's where the show shines is when it's on bojack in my opinion i guess because i was thinking like (laughs) this is a weird thought but i'm like what do people who don't deal with these sort of things like feel about this show in general does anyone know like i feel like everyone at some point deals with at least what one of the characters is going through in this show. And that's why this show is so great, because it handles all these issues so well. But I'm like, what if someone, like, has never been through any of this, and they're watching Bojack Horseman, and they're like, I don't get it. (laughs) What? I don't get it. What is this? But that's just my weird, like, meta-thinking of, like what other people think when they watch things, which is a weird way that I look at everything. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Did I just make it heavy? I don't. I didn't mean to make it heavy. <laughs> heavy, man. I think I just made it heavy. We need, to, <laughs> we need to, like, we need to get happy. Everyone get happy. Um, so what else did you watch here? Okay, uh, I don't have much to talk about. I have, beyond Colossal, I have two things to mention. But one, yes, David, I finally watched It Comes at Night. So, Tell me about it. <laughs> Tell me about this movie. I, it, it was okay. It came at night, that's for sure. Did it, though? 
Because okay. not a whole lot happens in this movie. But that's what why it's so good. Is it, though? Oh my god, Aaron. Is it? You suck. <laughs> it seems very much like, you know, something should have happened in this movie. Because otherwise, why would I not just watch all the other movies that have done the same thing as this, but better? That's... I thought it was a, it was a well-made a movie. Just a few. Just a few. Like, The Witch. Yeah, The Witch thing. definitely does this a lot better. But I think this movie's still good. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, Ten Cloverfield sure. Lane and this movie are so wildly different. I don't no. understand where you're coming <laughs> from on this. Do I, you seriously not know? I, like, I completely... Like, I understand, like, it's that claustrophobic, like, thing. But also, I... I don't think I agree with you on that. I'm sorry. The confined spaces, you know, and the post-apocalyptic scenario where you don't know which character is telling who you can trust and who the real monster is and all that sort of stuff. Mm. It's time to overfill mine. Fine. But yeah, no, I think this film is very well made. Like this I do film think- scared me more than Cloverfield Lane. Also, I don't think Cloverfield is supposed to be a horror. Yeah. It's more thriller, for sure. I mean, this one, this film is more of a thriller than a horror film. Because there's not, the, the whole thing is just the tensions between the people. Yeah, and that's the scariest part. But that's not horror. Yes, it is. I was spooked. That's, I'm just kidding. <laughs> by, by genre definition, it's more of a thriller. Okay. But I, I do agree that it's a very, there's a lot of tension it's very well shot, you know. I, I am continually impressed by, like, the cinematography and stuff. Yeah. But I also... This is just a thought that kind of, like, struck me while watching the film. It very much felt to me like a film that was made in order to make a trailer. If that makes sense. Like, it very much felt like a lot of shots were specifically designed not because you know, this is the film they wanted to make, but okay. before, but because they're like, oh, that's a cool shot we could put in this two-minute, you know, teaser to yeah, get I, people I to want to watch this. I understand where you're coming from on that. But see, at the same time, I, like, I saw the trailer, or one of the trailers, at least, and the way that they cut the trailer doesn't, is nothing like the movie. In no, my that's, opinion. That's like a fair point, but I also think like, the trailer. Do, do you remember? Do you remember seeing the trailer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I remember, I, I watched it after the movie. I was like, "This is nothing like how it, the movie actually was." And I mean, like you're right, but I love the trailer much more than the actual film. Oh, that's so a it's good like throwback. I like the direction the trailer was going in. I didn't really like the direction the movie went in. It's certainly a, a shock once you realize that this trailer sells you on something that's not what the movie is. I wonder if, now knowing that, if you rewatched this some years down the line, if you'd feel differently about it, knowing what the movie is. Maybe, but I still think it's missing something special. Okay. Like, I don't think it's doing anything that hasn't been done before better. And that's why I was, like, I, I didn't hate it, 
it's just it's just like there was nothing that stuck out to me. There's nothing like I latched onto and really loved about it. Right. Um, like I said, Aaron, when we were talking about this, I was like, you know, this isn't really a hill I want to die on. Like, I don't love this movie enough for it to be like the movie we disagree on. It's just like, yeah, like I liked this movie. I think it's very well made, but I'm not like ready to be like, screw you, this movie's the best movie ever made and I'm gonna... <laughs> Like, I was in the opposite direction for, um, what's the name of that movie? Neon Demon. <laughs> so. No, this film is nothing like the Neon Demon. Don't say it. It's the Neon Don't Demon. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. It was a good movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, second thing I wanted to talk about real quick. I started watching... On the TV side, I started watching Sense Eight. Oh, okay. Because this was a series that I'd heard a lot about, especially once it got canceled. <laughs> so yeah, they're making like a was, movie though, right? Like a, yes, they yeah. fan support got them to finally make a wrap up movie that will come out like sometime next year or whatever. Good, good, good for the fans. So yeah, it's it's a film I'd heard a lot about. And I was, I had been interested in watching it when it first came out because of like the talent involved behind it. Mm -hmm. Because I like the Wachowskis' work more than most, probably. Yeah, I'd say so. (laughs) (laughs) And so I finally figured I would get down and, you know, watch it. Mm -hmm. And for the first like three episodes, it's really bad. Like, really really bad just like the the most like cliche character beats the the such blunt writing and a lot of implausible story arcs like it's just it's really tough to get through okay but so how are you gonna sell us on this but as the series goes on it definitely moves beyond that like once you hit like i don't know episode or six or whatever it turns into something really cool like I think it's it's never a great show because it has a lot of flaws again in the blunt writing and the thin characters and all sorts of stuff but there is just like a certain power it eventually builds especially once the characters start interacting more because you know it's like these eight people connected across the globe like telepathically kind of thing right so once they begin connecting more, you know, talking to each other more, learning from each other more, adapting, you know, adopting the skills of each other more, it becomes something really cool. And it becomes like a show that kind of the world needs right now, in a sense. You know, that it has like all these different characters from different backgrounds, different countries and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, it's very much a it's it's just kind of like this passionate appeal for empathy in the world and that's like the main driving force of the show and that's what makes it so great is that you know it 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 just kind of it's 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 a it's very powerful emotionally to just kind of like watch these characters come together and start working together so 
I do think that while it has a lot of flaws, I do think that it is a very, it's a very unique show. Like there's, I can't think of anything really like it that I've ever seen. It's a very unique show. It's a very just kind of powerful show. And I do think that it was, I understand the business model, but I do think that Netflix should have reconsidered canceling it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is one Uh, that I had heard of. Saeed in this show, right? Yeah, he is. Okay. Um, This is one that I had heard about, but, uh, you know, wasn't really sure of if I was going to ever watch it. Then I heard it got canceled, and I'm like, well, all right. (laughs) That's that's that, I guess. (laughs) I probably won't ever watch it. But you make a very compelling argument for why I should watch it. So I might I might go to try sometime. I mean, with it being canceled, it's a, it's a very it's now going to be a very short uh, time commitment exactly. to get through because it's only it's going to be like da- Dollar says he still doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <Hey. laughs> All right. Add the still list of shows that uh, I recommend to Lacey, and he never gets around to watching. Guys, is that all you watch, Darren? Yeah, that's it. Let's move on to our newest segment. Passing some popcorn. Let's all go to the movies. Let's all go to the movies. Let's all go to the movies and get ourselves up. Ow! Snack is the word, not ouch. Uh, so I enjoyed playing this last time. Um, and the one viewer I talk to frequently, or one viewer, the one listener I talk to frequently. Nick Rakapaw, who was on the last week's episode, said he really enjoyed listening to this. So I think we should maybe give it a try. For the next ten weeks, we're going to do, like, a, like quick, shorter games. Um, and we'll figure out a way to make it so you guys can have the cards, too. Um, or if you want to make your own cards, <laughs> that's fine, too. We'll figure it out. Uh, but for right now, I do have some cards. We're doing TV this time. Um... Guys, write these down real quick. Aaron, you have the people token, which is just cast, but with it being TV, it can be reality TV, so it's like host and all that. Um, so people, quote, and story. Okay. Now, David, you have the newest uh, one, the anything goes Then you also Ooh. have quote and people. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, you guys ready? All right. Uh, David, since you lost the first game, we'll have you go first this time. What would you like to use? It's a 1960s television drama. I picked ones that like are kind of familiar. Even if they're not okay. like, super, you guys have seen it. All right. Uh, what? What? Anything goes. Anything goes. The intro to this show is to seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Is that a nineteen sixties TV show? Yes. Oh, man. Uh, Star, Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek. Oh. He got it. <laughs> <laughs> David, you're really putting on the... I almost said putting on the Ritz. That's not That's not what this is. 
<laughs> You're putting on the suspense. Now I want to listen to putting on the rinse. Um, okay. Aaron, you have a 1990s animated show. Uh, quote. Quote. Oh my God, they killed Kenny. <laughs> South Park. South Park, that is correct. TV is like kind of significantly easier because lines that are, oh my God, okay. Um, no, we're not going to do that one. Why not? I, because I think one got flipped around and you guys would have never heard of this show. Let me let me rephrase that. You would have never guessed the Yogi Bear show. <laughs> so we're not doing that. 1990s sitcom. David. Quote. Smelly cat, smelly cat. What are they feeding you, smelly cat? Does no one know this one? I honestly don't know. I don't either. I want to say it's Big Bang Theory because they have like the whole Sleepy Cat song too. Okay. Is that but your you said it was 19 what? 90s. Oh, I get sure Big Bang Theory. Then that's probably not right. No, it's Friends. <laughs> the Big Bang Theory. Never mind. <laughs> no one should know anything about the Big Bang Theory, so I'm not going to push that. But Young Sheldon. Is that any good? Did, like, reviews come out? Do people like it? Uh, I got high viewership for the premiere. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I'll be talking about it next week. Oh, God. Oh, no. Aaron. Aaron. Long-running yes. 1980s game show. How does story work with a game show? Do you want to find out? <laughs> yeah, sure. Story. Three contestants compete to solve phrases as in, phrases in this hangman-style game. Uh, Wheel of Fortune? Wheel of Fortune. Sally Ride. Heavy Metal. Suicide. That's a little bit of, uh... Oh my god. I can't remember his name. I want to say Elton John. I know it's not Elton John. No! No! <laughs> I forgot his name! Oh my god. Do you just ever have, like, glimpses where you think you've forgotten something and then you're like, oh, I've forgotten everything that's important to me in my life? <laughs> no, I'm gonna figure this out. Everyone just calm, take a seat. It's Billy Joel. I got it while I was looking it up. <laughs> um, Alright, here we go. <laughs> David, 2000's sitcom. I have a quote, and what else do I have? Quote and people. People. Characters, Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute. The Office. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. I haven't watched The Office, so it's good that I picked characters. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Here we go. Long-running 1960s game show. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. How does people work with this? Is it, like, host? Yeah. Well, that's all I actually, I'm not going to say that. This time, never mind. People. Johnny Gilbert. I have no idea. All right. And David, you can't steal and you don't. 
It's uh, Jeopardy. <laughs> Why they didn't put Alex Trebek on there, I don't know. Okay, oh my god. <laughs> David. Yes. 1990s game show. <laughs> They're all in a row. Quote. Quote. Is that your final answer? Um. I want to say Jeopardy again. No, but it's not. It's not it's, Jeopardy. They say that on Jeopardy all the time. No, they don't. That's not how Jeopardy works. Jeopardy's a no, fast. No, 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 no. It's. It, I know what it is. It's. Uh, do you want to be a millionaire? What would the correct title of that show be? Who, who wants to be a millionaire? There Sorry. we go. Ding, 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 ding. David is the uh, the winner of this week's uh, passing popcorn. TV Are there game. prizes? The prize Are there is bumps? that he gets to do it next do we, week. Do we get bumps? <laughs> or should the punishment be that whoever loses has to do it next week? Has to be the host. We'll figure it out. Guys, uh, bear with us if that's not fun. <laughs> We're going to be moving on to the bad movie of the week. Oh my god! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Carpet day! Huh? No! Now, Aaron. Yes. I hit us pretty hard with that chipmunk junk last week. What do you have for us this week? Alright, well, for this week... You know, I'm, I'm getting in the October mood early this year. Watching some terrible horror films. Woohoo! So I'd like to return us to a franchise that I've talked about no. before. no. In this segment. We're not doing this, Aaron. And, you know, at some point, we're probably going to cover the entire franchise of this. Oh, no. If we go long enough. Oh, my. Please tell I'm me. I'm talking about a little film called Leprechaun Origins. Oh, no. Ew. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. This was the dark and gritty reboot of the Leprechaun franchise. No way. No made... Way. By WWE Studios. Wait, the World Wildlife? What? <laughs> Evacuation or the World, World Wrestling yeah, Federation? Which WWE? The, the World Wrestling Federation. Oh, is John Cena in this one? No. Was but they have Hornswoggle plays the Leprechaun. I don't know who But there's no real point in having him play the Leprechaun because unlike the old films, the Leprechaun never talks. Or is a person. It's just like this weird creature with pointy ears and sharp teeth and long arms. Um, and he just growls all the time. This was and he made has in no personality. What? This was made in 2014. This was made in 2014. And mm. he has no personality because this series decided it no longer wanted to be a horror comedy. It wanted to just be... A horror franchise. <laughs> How does so, that work for it? So, this film basically goes about as well as you would expect. 
the the World Wrestling Federation to handle making a dark and gritty horror film based on a franchise as awful as Leprechaun. Alright. So like nothing happens in this movie. We have we have these tourists mm-hmm. to Ireland, of course. Except it's not Ireland. It's Canada. They're gonna Ooh. call it Ireland. Oh. <laughs> but it's Canada. <laughs> Alright. So they're traveling around Canada. They come across this bar. And in this bar are all these Irish people who are also Canadian and not Irish. Right, and they're all dressed like you know it's like the 1920s. They're just like, oh yeah, this is, we're just like these 1920s people, even though we're supposed to be from 2014. And then they're drinking at this bar, and they're like, oh, we're trying to enjoy our vacation in Ireland. And then this old guy is like, hey, do you want to check out this cabin in the woods I have? And they're all just like, yeah, cabin in the woods. That sounds like a good idea. Like completely non-ironically. 2014 horror film. They're just like, yeah, let's go to this cabin in the woods. So they go to this cabin in the woods. They spend the night there. There's some character conflicts. These characters are gonna, you know, go off to college and go their separate ways, and there's relationship drama, all that sort of stuff. Then the leprechaun attacks. Of course, as leprechauns do. And they find out that They've been locked in the cabin by these random old people that they decided to let drive them around in Ireland. <laughs> who, who, who could have seen that coming? So they're locked in this cabin. And then we like cut to the old people. It's like, it's like this old guy and his son and like another helper or something. And they're like, and the son is like having second doubts about this second whole doubts. thing. And then the, 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 and then the like, older guy's wait. like, I have a question. What were yes. his first doubts? If these are his second doubts. <laughs> I, I wonder when his first doubts came his, into his, play. His first doubts were about starring in this movie in the first place. Oh. He, he should have known better. Yeah, probably. Probably, yes. But he's just like, oh, dad, they're innocent people. And the dad's like, yeah, but the leprechaun's got to have his sacrifice or something. And so then the people in the cabin, like, escape the leprechaun, and they end up, like... Was there any pot of gold? Not really, but, like, the leprechaun is, like... It's either, like, he's targeting these teenagers because they have gold. Like, he's obsessed with, like, picking out their, like, gold earrings and their gold tongue piercings and all sorts of stuff. And all their jewelry is gold, Mm -hmm. of course. Because it's a leprechaun movie. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, they just, like, escape the cabin, and then the people realize that they've escaped because the leprechaun is not appeased by his sacrifice or whatever, and then they find the people, trap them in the woods, the leprechaun comes, kills a couple of them, and then the the rest of the teenagers escape, like, three of them escape, and then they're just like, hey, we gotta turn around. Because we gotta go kill this leprechaun. There's, there's no reason why they decide they want to kill the leprechaun. Because but there's still like a half an hour left in the movie. So they're just like, yeah, let's turn around. Even though we're, we're on the verge of freedom. Mm-hmm. So they go back to this cabin. And they start trying to set this trap for the leprechaun. Where they have like 
two of them waiting like outside of this doorway that the leprechaun came through with like axes and then their friend like goes into the doorway they try to like lure the leprechaun out but the leprechaun grabs her and shoves her body back out the doorway and then her friends you know swing the axe down and kill their friend because they thought it was the leprechaun that's so a moment. they tried to seven samurai him they tried to, yeah, they tried to summarize him, but they ended up just killing their friend. <laughs> well, I, that's usually what happens. I, I understand. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. so the leprechaun kills, like, a few more people, and then the the son, like, turns on the old man. Hmm. He, like, pushes him down a flight of stairs, and the leprechaun eats the old man, and then they're never heard of again. And then we're down to, like, the final girl, and then Mm -hmm. she runs out into the woods. She finds a bunch of gold coins. She throws them up in the air to distract the leprechaun and then cuts his head off and then runs away. And she runs away. There's, like, this weird stone. There's, like, this stone that the leprechaun can't cross or something in the middle of this field. Because, like, this whole film was shot in fields and forests and cabins because they spent no money in Canada. (sighs) <sighs> so, and the movie ends with her like running past this stone this protection stone thing as like leprechauns more leprechauns descend or something descend what well you know like they run across the field oh i thought like they descended from heaven or whatever. it's like oh that makes sense leprechauns are angels i don't get it would have made more sense. I but yeah, so this film is just... The leprechaun is barely seen. Like, most of the footage of him is just, like, POV shots of him attacking the people. And he only shows up for, like, two minutes of screen time. So there's no reason for him to be played by an actor at all. And yeah, the whole thing is just this cheap, shoddy production made in Canada for, like, $2,000, probably. And... There's just, like, nothing. There's not a single element of this movie that is good or worthwhile. Oh. Like, this is a film that if it did not have the Leprechaun brand name, no one would care about it. Like, there's not a single element of this film that makes it worthwhile. So not even, like, a rap at the end. There's no rap. Leprechaun rap? That's what you're looking for in life? Dude, what I got for that episode. That's right. You you missed that episode. I talked about Leprechaun in the Hood, where he raps. Oh, we watched it on on the podcast. (laughs) It's horrendous. (laughs) Like, it's really bad. Oh, no. Okay. So, Leprechaun Origins... No thanks. Is this the most recent Leprechaun film? Yes. It was intended to start a new series, but... Didn't happen. Did not. Guys, let's move on to the fault in your stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. That's fine. I get that. But you're wrong, and I hate you. This is, of course, the uh, segment... Where we go on to Flickster, we find a bad review for a good movie, a good review for a bad movie. And then we uh, take out all the spoilery bits, all the things that would give it away as to what the movie is. 
We throw it out there. And then we have the other guys try and guess and see what that movie is. This week, guys, we have a five-star review. There is a very... You know, sorry, what? I just said, ooh. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, a high, it's high praise. There is a very cute girl I met recently on Tinder who I took to see this film. We both enjoyed ourselves, and I think it really is one of the better found footage films in recent years. I would see it again with friends if the chances arises. It's standing forgotten. Oh, ding, ding, ding. David's hitting them chicken wings. Was it really Phoenix Forgotten? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Because it's a recent uh, found footage film because they, they obviously um, are using Tinder, so it has to be recent, and it's a bad one that Jake has mm-hmm. a particular grudge against. Yes. Now, I want to just read one more review because this one's amazing. I thought the movie was great. I would recommend it to friends, especially people who like stories based on real events and conspiracy theories. I definitely jumped a few times. She thinks this movie is based on real events. There's a beautiful thing at the end of... um credits where usually it'll say something like this movie is not related to anyone living or dead any coincidences are like purely coincidental like we these aren't based on real people i implore you if you're listening to this and you believe that this is based on a true story watch to the end of the credits and then you tell me whether you think it's a it's based on real events all I have to say. Guys, this has been episode 71 of Reboot Already Underway. If you want to find us around the internet, you can find David at DBEX with two S's 15 on Twitter. Of course, you can find Aaron on little Aaron at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. Also, this clever blog name is already taken. Tumblr and com. Aaron, anything you would like to pimp? Yes. Because The Night X Came Home, Volume 2, starts October 1st. So Not sure exciting. when Lacey's going to have this episode out, why, but... <laughs> well, God willing, it'll be the <laughs> tomorrow, or Thursday. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Put out some uh, neat teasers on Twitter to get people in the mood. I'm in the mood. I especially want to know about this masturbation mirror that you keep teasing. I want to know. What is it? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's teasing, all right. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Jake Lace on Tumblr. Should have a thing. <laughs> we'll see. I'm hoping. Um, of course, you can also find the podcast around the internet. You can find us at Reboot Already Un on Twitter. Reboot already underway on Facebook. Uh, go on to iTunes, SoundCloud. Leave us a like. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe. If you want to get subscribed to this podkizzle. And I'm, I'm adapting what the leprechaun taught me. 
you know? And uh, also, leave us a comment on SoundCloud uh, if you want. You can email us at rebootartyunderway at gmail.com. Tell us how bad we're doing. You could do that. But moreover, we'd like if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Um, Indeed. We love those tunes, you know. We love the tunes. We also love the review tunes. Leave us a five star. If you do that, it will help with uh, discoverability of the podcast. So if you want people to hear us, go on iTunes and be clear not sus. That was bad. Um, <laughs> I give that two out of ten. Oh bombs. my god! <laughs> um, I, too many bombs. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Guys, thank you for listening. We'll see you all again next week with a brand new episode when we talk about the bye bye. There it is, guys. See you next week. Thank you.